definitely we talk about that metaphor of taking people from plantations to safety um, and what it takes, what social wealth, time wealth, health wealth and financial wealth it takes for you to get there. But then also the structures that were created, the railroad and other means of people navigating included safe houses that had justice advocates or white allies who were choosing to sacrifice, reallocate their time and their wealth. There were people who were engineers on the railroad, people who were conductors, people who were passengers, right? And we take on those roles very literally, actually, in our workspaces. Um, we've utilized the, the networking components, the collaboration as a technology. Collaboration and also like cooperation as a technology is something that we've been talking a lot about and that like we are in these silos. White supremacy culture spreads us out uh, in such a way that it did historically, it still does it today. And so the idea of cooperation, finding places where people can meet, making the actual intentional connections is a part of our technology, but we also have other technologies like our platform, our phone apps, our actual um, data gathering devices, our impact tracker. These are things that come from our ongoing research that lead to us wanting to track our progress, to strengthen our systems. Um, and so technology is a very large part of the work as well. So Lincoln Center has been a client of mine for about two years now. They have committed to doing both my organizational theory retreat and my ongoing New World program, which is several initiatives um, that we partner with them on for education in their workspaces, professional development. So we design it with the HR team. And from that, they really bought into the value specifically of reallocating their wealth. And so they've reallocated their time and wealth to allow us to be at Lincoln Center. They've done it before. Now they're doing it for this larger industry-wide event that allows other people to benefit from the sacrifices that they are activating through their DEI work. And um, the relationship that we've built is one where we're interested in delving really deep into honesty around the issues that people are experiencing in the theater industry. So we have a, a session around equitable practices for swings or systems for activating accessibility in your workplace. We also have healthy production ecosystems and we're intentionally inviting stakeholders in the industries according to those um, topics to say, we want you to be a part of this conversation we're engaging in really deep research around it. We want to share our solutions, but we want to hear what your best practices are as well. And then they're giving us not only the space to have those panels, but several other rooms for people to engage in smaller affinity group, community building. Um, there's a social justice fair that allows people to kind of share their work and their progress, their research and their organizations. Um, and then artistry is going to be laced throughout that allows people to really feel like the the joy and the motivation of being part of DEI work. So we're really grateful to Lincoln Center Theater and hope that we can continue to uh, be a part of their story because it's really, we're on their DEI journey with them and they've just chosen to reallocate their wealth to a group of researchers like us and we're really appreciative. I definitely, to stay motivated, I gotta tap into the metaphor. Um, I have to engage with my personal leadership coach and therapy um, and to remember my values and remember, you know, who I'm speaking with. And when I say I'm speaking with, I often speaking with my historical figures that have really informed the reason why I've become a leader in this aspect. And I spent a lot of time really remembering the work that they did, how it informs mine 
um, and stepping into those metaphors to, to say that there are roles that we're supposed to be playing if we're interested in this larger, you know, source of liberation, um, bringing a lot of joy to it and understanding that I have to fill up myself is necessary because I can always, I always have so much more capacity when I feel cared for. And so not everyone's going to care for you. So you got to really create time frame to care for yourself intentionally. And then to keep DEI at the forefront, I feel like I always think of it like this. Some people are going to do this work and a lot of people are not, but the people who do, honestly, I find that there is this growing willingness um, that if you have the tools and the resources, most of the time people are like, I will, if I have the tool, I'm going to utilize it, or I'm at least going to try to utilize it. And then it's just a game of motivation. Um, and it's motivating people to help and support and reallocate their resources, but it's also motivating people, marginalized groups, to navigate all of the work that they need to do to receive the social capital and the health wealth and the time wealth. Um, I'm really hoping that there is this commitment to caring for ourselves just as much as we want our systems to change. I think that we are navigating a world right now in our reparations work that requires us to set ourselves up to receive. And there's a lot of barriers of um, just never having been cared for. People will not receive help and not intentionally. It'll just be kind of um, uh, like an out of habit. I will block opportunities. I will block resources. Um, and I think there's a lot of kind of dis deconstructing for so many of the people who are part of this equation. And so it's really preparing ourselves for abundance. How can we prepare ourselves for it as marginalized groups? And then how can people who have privilege reallocate wealth to ensure that other people can experience abundance? So that kind of stuff keeps me motivated, though, for sure. I think it's more of a personal responsibility for those of us who feel called to be a part of this work, that we bring it to wherever we're at. And I'm not gonna get mad at the people who don't want it to be in spaces. I just wanna encourage the people who do have that calling. And if I can find more of them, you know, cause it's the whole thing with Harriet, not, you know, there was a lot of people who were enslaved at that point and didn't want to navigate it or didn't feel or know that they were enslaved. And so I'm only, I'm really looking for the people who, have a desire and a willingness for the change they're the it's the most exciting to work with and they're the ones we only need a certain percentage of people to make it like the tipping point you know um we don't need everyone we just need like 35 percent of the peeps in my opinion so i'm going for that 35 percent of people is where i'm aiming for <laughs>